Hey, and welcome back to the Rick and Daffs podcast. I'm Daffs. And I'm Rick. And as always, we are here unscripted and raw. It's season four. Congratulations. Yes, You've it is. You've made it this far. Yeah. Like 70 episodes in and you're still going just like us. And today to mix things up and have a little bit of happier note, we're going to talk about death. But first, the thought of the week. Strip poker on the Enterprise. Who you got? <laughs> they only have one. But contractually, he had a band. Wesley Crusher would make a terrible Dread Pirate Roberts. I feel like you're doubting my ability to seduce an ape princess. I'm not doubting. I'm, I'm, I'm a little doubting. It's the Rick and Daffs thought of the week. Daffs, I've been thinking a lot about getting fired slash quitting my job. Not because I actually want to. But because I think it's something you always need to know how you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Like if you were going to retire, like like there's a guy at my work who's retiring. He's just like, oh, I'm going to retire. But that's boring. Mm-hmm. How would you retire? Um, because you got to make it interesting. I'll t- I think th- yeah, I think you got to make it interesting. I- it's always kind of bugs me when people are like, oh. Jerry's going to retire this Friday. So we have like this party set up and it's like it's a celebration. Sad. And I'm like, you know, that's that's good for Jerry. But I feel like what if he didn't tell everyone and just sprung it on them the last minute? Well, I have some options for those of you at home. Um, one of them is kind of along those lines. You do something really out of character. Like if you're boring Jerry, you go out and you buy a Harley Davidson. You pull up to the outside of the business revving the engine loudly with your cool leather jacket maybe you get some uh attractive woman to come with you then you just walk into the office and just slam down your resignation pow on the desk and just quit and you just walk out and then do a wheelie as you drive away if you can pull it off <laughs> My guess is you're probably like a 65-year-old man, so mm-hmm. probably can't pull it off. Mm-hmm. And or woman. This is an equal opportunity to offend people. Mm-hmm. But my favorite is this one. You make a very long video, excruciatingly long, like 30 minutes, ta- talking about your time at the company. It's got really, really like annoying, overly... I don't know what the word is. Overly dramatic music. Hmm. It's emotional, you know. Lots of speeches. Make everyone watch it. At the end of a long, long meeting that you've already had. But you ghost before it's over. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, oh, thank God that's over. Well, congratulations, Jerry. Hey, where's Jerry? (laughs) And you're just gone. But at the beginning, you also have to stand in the doorway so no one can leave. Then you lock the door on your way out. So then you're just gone. So no, that way you've punished them for your terrible job. Two, you've gotten to leave without having to go through the awkwardness mm-hmm. of like people saying goodbye. And three, then you're just you're out. Little do you know, they knew about your plan. <laughs> they have a retirement cake with sparklers on it. Everyone's in the meeting, locked in. Sparklers start a fire. You've locked the door. They can't get out. Arson. Tragedy. <laughs> Tragedy. <laughs> or comedy. Or yeah, I mean, it's plus just tragedy, tragedy plus, plus time. time. <laughs> How about this? Start making crazy uh, proposals, each crazier than the last. Become the official office supplier of a space station. 
suggest a bird watching division. <laughs> then when they eventually just try and pay you to leave, you take them up on their offer. Plus, in the meantime, you can start doing really strange, eccentric things. <laughs> like maybe you're in a meeting and you're like, quick, to the bridge of Casa Doom. And then you just run off. <laughs> maybe start wearing some Gandalf robes. Which, by the way, speaking of this Gandalf character, I, have you seen that thing where it's like uh, uh, kind of comparing uh, Lord of the Rings to like a uh, role-playing game where Gandalf's like, oh yeah, go on ahead, guys. Fights the boss by himself, gets sweet new robes and gear the next time you see him. Yeah, goes up on H, uh, <laughs> XP and comes up back with new loot and gear. Yeah, you see I'm like, hey, way to... jerk. <laughs> way to bogart all the XP there, Gandalf. Yeah, right. By the way, we played Dungeons and Dragons, well, for me, the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, Daph told me I was very hard to control as a player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was the dungeon master, and uh, a princess was kidnapped by evildoers and needed to be saved. And as we're starting the campaign off, it's a one-off, and everyone's introducing themselves, Rick is like, why should I care? Why should I even go on this adventure? I'm like, because that's the point of this whole game tonight. And he's like, you're going to pay me? I'm like, you mean like real money or in gold? And he's like, well, yeah, like gold. Like, what do I get for risking this princess? I'm like, you don't have to be a part of this. You can just sit here in the tavern the whole time for all I care. It was a role-playing game, Daphs. <laughs> but, you, if but, you didn't like the role I was playing, you shouldn't have invited me. But you still played you. <laughs> you just played yourself. What's wrong with that? I'm a very interesting character <laughs> to be injected into a medieval type situation. He was oh. very strict. He wouldn't let me charm the old man or the old woman or any of the non-player characters that I came across. It was, it was very hard for you to charm a character that already wanted you to do the thing that you're supposed to want to do. I'm like, okay, he's charmed. He still wants you to go save the princess. Tell him to give me money. Money doesn't mean anything in this game, but I want a lot of it. Okay, you have all his money. Great. What can I do with it? I just told you nothing. Well, now I'm the richest guy in this game. It's all made up, Rick. It doesn't matter. So you're saying is I'm the best Dungeons and Dragons player you've ever played with. It went off the rails real fast. At the beginning. Yes. Poor Daps. <laughs> Just wait till I'm dungeon master. I, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a, a rotating DM, which it's, apparently is called a. I can't remember what it's called. It's gonna be insanity. It's like a, a rotating troop or something like that. I don't know, but anyways, Daphs is in for quite the treat. I'm I'm imagining it's gonna have the mafia and apes and probably lots of arbitrary rules and lying. <laughs> so if you can get on board with that type of chaotic scene, then you'll do well. But. That's enough just rambling on, which is a patented Rick and Daff's moves. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about again? Death. Oh, yeah. That's a real downer. <laughs> well, I guess we should get to it. So if you knew exactly when you were going to die, but you didn't know how, but it was ironclad, like you will die at age 35 on April 21st in Rick's house at approximately... 5.14 p.m. <laughs> I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, that's four minutes from now. Um, 
what would you do? <laughs> well, I mean, so that's, that's the thing is if you know when you're going to die, how does it change your behavior? And so I think for the rules for this, you, you can't tell kids. Oh, definitely not. Because that's a bad idea. Well, what if you, what if you, what if when they're born though, it like says like, oh, like seven years from now. I think you I think, still can't tell them. No, I, th- I think that you parents wouldn't be able to know that because mm. I feel like people who are not as good a people as they should be would be like, this kid's only going to live two years. I'm not going to get emotionally invested. Ooh, and I think that is a, a really dangerous precedent. What if you're the guy, though, who turns 18 and it's like three days? Well, yeah, oh, that's a thing. Oh, man. I imagine you'd have to find out. Like, no one would know but you. You would get an envelope or something like that or randomly would be told. Um, no, no, no. On you, your 18th everybody, birthday. Everybody would know because it would impact everything. Like, that's the thing I'm thinking about. Like, what if I met molly but it's like oh she's gonna outlive me by like 30 years what if she's like eh, not worth it <laughs> i don't want to invest in this relationship knowing that you're not long for this world <laughs> or is she more apt to get into the relationship because she's like it's not a long-term commitment <laughs> is, it, is it gonna be great we're gonna we're gonna burn bright and then fade out and it's gonna be great <laughs> right the brightest stars last only half as long yeah so, I don't know. I mean, I think I think that uh, it would be very interesting. But you find out when you're 18, and it's ironclad. But there's there's caveats to that, right? So, if it says you're going to die at 35, if you go skydiving without a parachute at 25, you're probably still going to die at 25. Or you're going to end up being in a coma no, for no, 10 years. Yeah, exactly. It's ironclad. And so, like, it's going to be right. It's just that you're trying to, you're just thinking that, oh, I'll cheat death, but really you're just going to be in a coma or paralyzed or whatever for the final 10 years of your life. Yeah. It's not like a, it's not like a, uh, you get out of jail free card for your troubles until mm-hmm. you're X age. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. That's what smokers are doing. <laughs> yeah. Essentially mortgaging their future. Yeah. So there would definitely be a hierarchy based off of the years of life. Mm-hmm. Like even if we didn't know the quality of it, if we did know the quality, then that would also kind of be bad. But this, I mean, it would. But the, like, the oh. quantity would affect the quality. It would have to. Not necessarily. I'm, what, I'm, if, I'm, what if you're like? What if you're in a coma for twenty years longer than somebody else, and then you die? Oh, okay. Sure. That's that's bad. But if it says, because you don't, you don't know what's going to happen to you. You only know your death. Hundred years of terrible life is not better than fifty years of great life. That I, w- I would agree with that too. But I think that when you have things, because it's okay, how long you're going to live is going to directly impact things like your credit score. Oh, so if or your life insurance or knows whatever, if the bank knows you're going to die in two years. They're not going to make you a thirty year loan. So you're not going to be able to afford to get a mortgage to buy a house, which means you don't have... living in poverty. Yeah. Oh, geez, that's terrible. If you were going to live till 85, the bank's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be around for a super long time. Now, they don't know if you're going to be in a a coma the whole time, but they can say there's a better chance of you paying us all back. So everything from your job... I mean, companies aren't going to hire you if you're going to die in oh, two that's weeks. True. All these things are going to stack and stack and stack to the point where for quant- like, quantity does become quality. Or like forced retirement. They're yeah. just like, well, Jim here only has a year left, and we don't want to pay for his funeral or for his health care. So they just like cut you off. Yeah. Can you imagine? Ooh, that would have to be protected information. 
It would have to be. Can you imagine being in construction and they're like, we just found out that Jerry's going to die Friday. Right. We don't know how, but he looks really healthy. Crap. So we're just going to fire him because, it, <laughs> I mean, he, he's got, what, a 30% chance of having that happen while he's on the job just for hours in the day. And we're not going to have that lawsuit on our hands. Or, Bye, Jerry. <laughs> or, right. Or, or it's like you're not allowed to be driving if your death is within a week. Like you're just your license is revoked. The risk is just too high that that's going to be what causes everyone is around you is driving. Yeah. So you're just like not allowed. Can you imagine what that that actually would be helpful? Would that affect like the car accidents? Yes, it would for sure. And you could have a bumper sticker that says I'm dying this Thursday. Right. And people would give you such a (laughs) wide berth. They'd be like, oh, crap. That guy's things is 2018. Quick. Yeah, give, clear clear the lanes. <laughs> now, how would that affect our jobs, though, as nurses? As a hospice nurse, I mean, I would know exactly. You'd, you'd still have tons the, of time. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd have tons of clients. Still. I'd have lots of clients. But if we know the day they're going to die, then it's only the quality of life that then it gets put entirely on me. Hmm. So I feel like the standard. It would be easier in some ways and then worse in other ways. Yeah. But as far as for me, hospital, might, for nurses, me, it might be like, well, it was his time. Exactly. Wash my hands of that one. The responsibility goes down to next. Actually, next it would be really easy in some ways to like pawn a lot of problems off to the hospice to be like, well, the uh, the clock here says he only has six months left. Yeah. What do you want these six months to look like? Right. I came in for a broken pinky <laughs> and they're like hospice. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That would be like the new requirement. It would be like you have to be uh, like to qualify. You must be like having X thing or be over 113 or uh, have six months or less mm-hmm. li- listed on your time till expiration. Yeah. <laughs> your expiration date is just printed on your license. Yeah. They're like the cops are like, oh, he's only got a week left. <laughs> well, I'll let him off with a warning. To go back real quick to dating, that would be very interesting because you'd have pools of people who are like, how long are you living? Okay, 30 years. I'm going to be 32 years. Okay, perfect. We have a compatible time frame for a relationship. You, then you'd have people who are like, I'm only here for a year. For those, those people, it's more like Tinder. Yeah, you it's know, just you, partying your way through the through exactly. last year of your life. And anybody who is like, I'm going to live for 32 years trying to hang out with a one-year crowd is just like a 35-year-old trying to be on Tinder. Right. <laughs> no one wants them there. And they're like, this isn't for you, okay? This is yeah. – you need it's to get the, out of here. Respect our, our space, man. <laughs> yeah, that's dark. It's, this is a dark place. totally is. You'd start having a – romantic relationships like dog years you'd be like oh eight years that's a pretty good run (laughs) that was a good yeah that was a good run or or you'd have people that were like trying to match up to just like keep increasing their like progeny's years yeah it'd be like genetically we have the best number of years you definitely have like a there would be a hierarchy like if you're like oh old bill over there he's no good for you like he's only got 15 years left i have a robust 50 yeah don't hire him he's twice the salesman you are but he loses the job yeah and i i don't know i'm just just thinking out loud for all this it would definitely affect how people value each other we talked about how in the last episode about sleeves and how sleeves it devalues human life i imagine that 
you'd have people who are like, oh, I'm only going to live for two more years. If something bad happened to them, people wouldn't care as much because you're not really right. ruining that much of a, of a time frame. People haven't invested in you. Yeah. Essentially. If you assault somebody who has four days left, you're probably not going to spend the rest of your life in jail. Right. They're going to be like, eh, here's, here's a ticket. He's erratic. <laughs> yeah. He was erratic because he knew there was only four days left. It's probably on him anyway. He won't even make it to trial. Don't yeah. worry about it. Or you're just like, some guy's like, I'm going to sue you. You look up his expiration date. You're like, ah, we're probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to run this round in court for a while. Ooh, but then that, that also plays into alimony. If somebody's getting divorced and they're like, I know she's got 50 years left. Judge, mm-hmm. make her pay for all 50 years. She can afford it. I've mm-hmm. only got 10 left. <laughs> My quality of life depends on it. You would have you would have uh, a an app that would tell you everyone in your area who's going to die on the same day as you. And you would have like hangouts. And and you'd be like, we're all gonna die in the same day, so we might as well just like be, all of, be there's, friends there's and do like, group activities. There's like all those people in the town that all have the same number. They're like, oh no, <laughs> right? You would all move to a different town. You're like an asteroid's hitting our town, all or of a sudden, yeah, all of like, a sudden your dates all change. <laughs> nuclear power plants right. can melt down next to us. That's or something. the thing is like if it was like a natural disaster, like and you move. Like, does that change the dates? I don't know. I mean, I would imagine it would have to, right? Otherwise, you'd have, like, anybody that moved to L.A. when a big earthquake happens, they're just going to end up in a coma. You'd have massive coma <laughs> wards, right? Just everyone's in a coma. You'd have, like, a ward of, like, 100 beds with one nurse. They'd be like, all still in a coma? Yep. <laughs> Literally, I couldn't kill him if I tried. <laughs> Believe me, I've tried. <laughs> He's just punching people in a coma just for fun to pass the time. Slapping them in the face. Putting makeup on them. <laughs> There's so many weird, weird ways that this would change things. <laughs> it's so dark, though. It's so dark. Again, the mafia. <laughs> they would definitely start recruiting people if they knew that they didn't have much time left. Oh, yeah. If they're like, listen, Itchy Jim, you don't have many years left, but here's what we can do for you. But your kids need something. You can live like a king. Itchy Jim. You can live like a king. <laughs> right? That's exactly what happened. Yeah. They're like, it says you're dying tomorrow no matter what we do. So we got a job for you. <laughs> yeah, right? Would you like to earn $10 million for your family? Right? But then they just wouldn't pay. Maybe. Maybe they would. Or maybe, maybe it's like one of those self-fulfilling prophecies where the date says this time, but it's only because you believed it and accepted this job where you end up getting murdered. Right? You're like, I have a day left. Eh, maybe we'll try meth. <laughs> you just try like all the drugs. That's what kills you. And they're like, he was right. Stupid. And you're like, but how do you know? I don't know. I mean, it's what, it's what the mark on his arm said. So idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. Right? Uh that's terrible. <laughs> Daps is just laughing. What's so funny over I mean, there? I'm just imagining <laughs> all the dumb things you would do if you had knew you had one day to live left, right? You'd be like, well, pants aren't an option anymore, <laughs> so that's gone. Uh, I could rob a bank. I could. I was actually thinking the same thing. We should. We would. I would want to try out our bank robbing strategy to mm-hmm. see if we could get away using a hot air balloon. They're <laughs> just like. Well, the thieves, uh, you know, they're ex, they're they're ex, they're XP one. <laughs> That's what they'd start like. It'd be the slang of like, you know, like T minus one. Mm-hmm. Like they only had one day left, so 
They didn't really care. We know we'll recover the money eventually. (laughs) You're in a bank. All of a sudden you see your number tick down. You're like, oh, crap. (laughs) I got to get out of here. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see if it if it changed based on what you were doing or where you were at, because then it's more of an estimation. And like every cigarette you smoke, you'd see it click down like two minutes and you're like, okay, that's kind of worrisome. But then if like you were suddenly, you know, at a a music event and you're like, Mm. for some reason, all of ours went down to like three minutes. (laughs) Oh, crap. There's just some mass panic. Right. Then everyone gets killed by trampling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the thing, how you react to your time would then affect the time of people around you. Right. And you don't panic, so your starts going up. You're like, yeah. I must be doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Death is weird. It can happen at any moment. Even now. Even now. 5.27 p.m. I know. I've already outlived by seven minutes. Gee, you deafs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just thought this segment was going well enough to not intervene. <laughs> Right, they uh, somebody's starting to talk threateningly to you. You just see it start going down and down. And you're like, oh no! Listen, let's not get rash. What if you could artificially do that? You would just have like a mafia enforcer. He would just come walk up to you, and like your clock would go down to one minute, and he just looks at you. He just doesn't say a word, and, and you're like, oh, here, take everything. You I'll do whatever mama. you want. It goes back up ten minutes. <laughs> That's a little better. <laughs> right. You you're, handing, you're just hacking it, but like <laughs> you just start handing him money. All the money you have on you, your watch, glasses, <laughs> car keys. Slowly it's going up. You're like, whoa, that was close. Except for somebody would figure out a way to manipulate it mm-hmm. just to make money. Oh yeah. Some like snake oil salesman would be like, here, he's like selling you back years of your life, but really he's just like interfering with the program and adding time. You'd have people who would who would intentionally wear like a a bracelet over it so they couldn't see it so they could just enjoy like that day and do whatever they wanted and not know how it's it's affecting their like lifespan. Or there'd be just groups of like it would be like a religion almost. Mm -hmm. We don't need to know what time. And so they would be like wearing their black bands over their wrists or whatever color they chose, you Mm -hmm. know, to like separate them out where it's like, oh. He's a bander. <laughs> he doesn't know what time he's going to die. He refuses to know. Nobody will hire him because he's not playing by their rules. Right. That's a great sci-fi movie That's right like there. going off the grid. Yeah, right? It's basically like Gattaca, but slightly different. Yeah. Different enough to where we could sell it and make money. <laughs> Daffs, we need to become movie producers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty much just an, an idea bank. I have ideas. I'm not very good at like follow throughing on them or or writing them. We would be the very difficult talent management. They would have to manage us. Yeah, I'd be like, now boys, you said you were gonna get that script to me by Saturday. It's Thursday, <laughs> two weeks from then. <laughs> Where's my script? <clears throat> I've produced so many hits for you. You owe me this. <laughs> yep. Oh. We could be famous. Maybe this podcast will help us get famous. I look down, I see the time expiring. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's doubtful. That <laughs> look is bleak. Although people people have asked me um, like what my weekend plans are. 
And I've told them, like, oh, I'm going to go over to my buddy's house and podcast. And they're like, wait, you have a podcast? And I was like, yeah. Mm, like, <laughs> no. You work with me. I talk about my work a bit, sometimes in a lighter mood than people would appreciate. You're right. Mm, nope, I don't. What's it called? I don't remember. <laughs> don't. I don't remember. That's funny. Uh, I had some doctor come up to me and they were like, yeah, listen to your show. It's very weird. <laughs> Which, I mean, what else would they expect, though? I mean, honestly, if someone, like, talked to us Somebody for a while. Was like, they were like, it's a lot like the experience of knowing you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. I've recaptured the magic and put it out there on the airwaves yeah. for all you people. That's that's literally why no one at work knows me as Daffs because I don't want them to be it's able an to alter look me ego. Up. Uh, well, doesn't want, I don't want them to be able to see me on Facebook. Are you living two lives, Daffs? Absolutely, three now. Wow. <laughs> that and nobody can pronounce Daffs. I need to be living an alternate life. What would my name be? Mm. Franz Joseph. Franz Joseph. <laughs> oh wait, I think that one's taken. It should be a. It should be a, <laughs> uh, an anagram for your already name. Jack Thirst. There you go. That actually is an anagram for my name. Where's the B? You don't have to. It doesn't have to be full on am, anagram. No, no, it totally does. No, it's the exact. Jeez, then I, there's nothing you can really do because there's a J. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> Anyways. This has gone very, very off of the point. I'm going to start so, looking up anagrams for Rick's name. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, does that mean it's time to end? <laughs> it might be. Once things get too crazy for even me, that usually means it's time to wrap up. <laughs> so, I'm Rick. I'm Daphs. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs>